0: The star of the show, Lerachi! Wow! Thank you very, very much. This is my friend Scott Thorson. You are incredible. I love to give people a good time. Alone at last. I have a great idea. Why don't you come work for me? As what? I need a companion, someone I can talk to. Do you even like this man? Yeah, I really do. Well, look who's up. I call this palatial kitsch. This is my houseboy who moves the roost around here. I want to be everything to you, Scott. Father, brother, lover. I want to do some surgery on Scott. I want him to look like this. Sleep tight, my baby boy. Is this the kind of life you want for yourself? You're cute. You are very cute. Stop. Please, please, don't be unhappy. I can't stand it when you have a face like that. Especially after the money I paid for it. Not bad for an old bag, huh? Oh, Danny! I'm so sorry I'm so informal. <laughs> <laughs> Will I be able to close my eyes? Not entirely. Please. What a story. I mean, you had everything but a fire in the orphanage.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast I am your host, Scott White And I am joined, once again, by Eddie Ball Hey hey. So, we were supposed to have Miguel on this podcast as well But he woke up with, he said he woke up with a fever Yeah But I think he just got turned on by
2: all the sex in this project that we're gonna do Exactly Yeah Uh, He was just like, no, I'm staying in bed today Thank you very (laughs) much Um, yeah. We oh,
1: well. are doing Behind the Candelabra mm-hmm. from 2014, I believe.
2: 13, yeah. 13, okay. Yeah. So
1: I, I did not know this was 10 years. I knew about this, but I did not know this was already 10 years old. Yeah, that's kind of crazy now that I'm thinking about it. So this is the story of, of Liberace, uh, mm-hmm. and it stars Michael Douglas as Liberace and Matt Damon as his lover... Uh, Scott, Scott, which was kind yeah. of weird. So while I'm watching this, like all through the movie, Liberace is like Scott, Scott, Scott. <laughs> I'm like, no, he's, he's, is he talking to me? I know, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, in uh, that Michael Douglas uh, Liberace voice. Like, yes, you're, you're gonna have nightmares about it from. <laughs> and
1: Dan Aykroyd is in this, and he plays he is. Uh, Liberace's manager Seymour
2: Heller. Uh, yeah, uh, that's why I was. Keen for you guys to see it. I thought it would be just like it's a fun little, uh, I guess not really a cameo, but it's like a small supporting role. And uh, he kind of, I don't know. I I enjoy uh, Dan Aykroyd in this. I do. But, he he actually has the to me the 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 best
1: scene, the funniest line. There's a scene in the movie where he calls Liberace.
2: Yeah. And, and
1: trying to get dates, and Matt Damon as Scott's like, no, no, you're not doing this. And you're working too hard. You're working yeah. too hard, and then he goes, put Scott on the phone. And he, he goes, Stay out of my fucking business. Hello.
0: Oh, hi. Um, yeah, hold on. Seymour. I told him not to call this number. I told you not to call this number. Hi, Lee. I'm sorry. I have to talk to you about these dates. We've got six
1: months of bookings.
0: I already told you the dates I would do. I'm not (sighs) working after Thanksgiving during the holidays. Especially now. But you can make double on holiday shows. Take a vacation later. Seymour, I do not want to be the richest piano player in the grave. Forget it. No,
1: definitely not. You're already working too hard. Uh, Lee, give the phone to Scott. I have a question for him. Hey, Seymour. Hey, Scott. Why don't you stay out of my fucking business? Now, give me back to Lee. To me, that was the best line, the best scene of the whole movie right there.
2: Absolutely. That's the scene I think of whenever I think about Dan Aykroyd being in this movie. Uh, He just, like, nails it so well. At the first part of the movie, you see uh, – he doesn't really
1: have any lines. You see him in a flashback where Liberace is talking about how he had sick and – and he only had like a couple of scenes where he had a couple of lines, and I'm just like, is that all that's going to be? But then later in the film, he comes in with a much bigger presence.
2: Right. Yeah. When he's, um, I guess, uh, evicting Scott's character. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I was I was looking him up. I mean, they don't really look alike. The the real Seymour Heller, but. Um, I mean, Dan Aykroyd is a much bigger guy, just like in yeah. general. Um, but yeah, I love the little wig he's got going on, on top, the giant glasses of the era.
1: Yeah, um, it was like, it was clearly a toupee, but he, yeah. he, he wasn't trying to hide that it was a toupee. Um, no, it's very cheekily done. Um, now, how much did you know of Liberace in general? What's your knowledge of Liberace?
2: Uh, Very, very little uh, above, uh, you know, just his uh, obviously being a piano player in Vegas and his flair for um, extravagant uh, costumes and stuff. Um, So, yeah, that's really it. I didn't really I mean, I suspected that he was he was gay i just didn't know a lot about his story or what happened to him or i definitely not anything about like his romantic life so um yeah no. well it's
1: the weirdest thing because at the beginning of the movie scott Bakula is in this as, Scott Bakula? yeah from quantum leap or he was he w- he he played a captain on one of the star trek series
2: oh uh, oh yes uh yeah um I was trying to okay, yeah. I was trying to remember what he was from. Uh, I've got his IMDb pulled up. He's on a show, right? Like another show, though. Uh, oh, NCIS. That's it. Yes, uh, yeah, Los, okay. uh, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's um, uh, Liberace's buddy, right? Right. Yeah. And so, uh,
1: so Scott Bakula and Matt Day. And by the way, in real life. Th- Liberace's boyfriend Scott was 18 and Matt Damon was 42 when he made this movie. So, yeah, wow, that's bold casting for sure. But Um, they were in Vegas and Liberace's audience was these middle aged women mostly middle aged women, some middle aged men. And it was like all throughout Liberace's career, they were promoting him, they were promoting him as this bachelor, as a swinging bachelor. Yeah. If you look back, there's like, you look at it now, there's this hilarious, like, magazines. It's like, we take a look at Liberace swinging bachelor pad. It's really funny. He, like, did an episode of the Batman TV show oh. where he played a notorious ladies' man. And so it's just hilarious how, and it was mainly uh, Dan Aykroyd's character, Seymour, who was putting out that liberace was not gay because they felt at that time that would hurt his career even though he was so flamboyant and so over the top they just pressed the fact that he was not
2: gay right it was like one of those unspoken things it's like everybody
1: everybody in hollywood
2: knew right everybody just goes along with it kind of thing Right. yeah absolutely i mean i'm looking at pictures of them now it's just like uh I mean, that's quite a style choice. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it's not subtle whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, when did he die? 80, 19- 86, 90- 87? Yeah, so two years before I was born. Um, yeah, like, was he? was he big to you?
1: No, like, he you wasn't big made- to me, but I knew who he was. And every comedian had a... Liberace impression there was songs about Liberace like uh, Mr. Sandman Mr. Sandman I don't know if you know Fill me a dream yeah right he, that yeah. one yeah Liberace is in that song bring me uh, a man who has yeah so like Liberace is in like pop culture songs of the time they used them by name so I want to give Michael Douglas credit on a couple because playing such a flamboyant character his, portrayer, his portrayal could have gone into parody
2: but i don't think it did
1: i thought he he played it not 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 to be a pun straight enough where Uh you got the
2: idea that it was Liberace, but he wasn't doing it over a time you know yeah absolutely like yes it wasn't a parody he no he does such a good job with it i like i don't know this is like his most out there performance i feel like that i've seen of michael douglas like I feel like during the 90s, he was kind of always doing these, like, self-serious thrillers or maybe action movies. But mostly, like, thrillers and erotic thrillers and stuff like that. But He was a big television star in the 70s doing a cop show, The Streets of San yeah. Francisco. So
1: this was sure. a big departure for him.
2: Yeah. No, absolutely. And he he'd kind of been, like, out of the... If I remember correctly, he was kind of had been out of the spotlight for a while because he was fighting cancer, right?
1: Yes. He had throat cancer at the time, I believe. That's
2: right. Yeah. So, yeah, this was kind of, if I remember correctly, this was like his one of his comeback roles
1: following that. And I also want to give him credit. A lot of times you hear like uh, when um, Thora, Th- Clarita, what's her name? Thorin. Uh, she did Monster. Oh, Charlize Theron. Sure, yes. They always like when a woman uglies herself up to do a role. They always give give her a lot of praise. I want to give Michael Douglas a point because he he puts it all out there. He's a flabby sixty eight year old man, and there's scenes where he's bald. He's shaved his head. It, yep. There's no vanity in this. It's really impressive to me that he just put that out, especially next to Matt Damon, who through most of the film is cut. You can see a six-pack. So oh, he man. has to do the, he has to do these scenes against buff Matt Damon, and he's yeah. got the man boobs and the love handles and the Yeah. And I and I honestly I didn't know Liberace wore a toupee, but apparently he did. So he yeah, shaved it I that was uh,
2: that was that was a funny scene too, like Matt Damon walking in on the bathroom. And uh, he's just like, oh, excuse me, didn't see you there. And then he realizes that it's, it's him. And that's kind of like, a, that, that's a well-played moment, I thought. At, yeah. To me, the funniest part of that is he was
1: living, he's been with him for, t- they've been having sex for two months. It's made apparent in the film that Liberace is a very vain person. Yes. He doesn't like to be seen without his toupee, even when he's alone in his house. He always wears his toupee.
2: Yeah.
1: There's a couple <laughs> of very
2: graphic
1: plastic surgery uh plastic surgery scenes, very yeah. graphic
2: yeah uh, to the to the joyful tune of uh, some of Liberace's music yeah <laughs> in the background, I mean, pretty horrific, but <laughs> um, yeah you you get the sense that he uh does a lot of i don't know. Maintenance, maintenance. Yeah, but that, yeah. that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, a lot of maintenance, and and then he makes Matt Damon do it like uh, two scenes later. He 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 makes Matt Damon get his face reconstructed to look more like him. Yes, which and is, so uh, now's the crazy. time to
1: bring up. So the plastic surgeon in the movie is Rob Lowe. Yeah, and Rob Lowe is hilarious in this movie. He is. Yeah. If you if you haven't seen the movie, his face is pulled back. He's a plastic surgeon, but he's had poor plastic surgery on himself, so his face <laughs> is pulled back, and he's beyond
2: tan. He's like copper. His eyes uh, squinted, like barely, you know, barely express, uh, expressive. I think yeah, yeah. His expressive. face has no
1: expression. So it was yeah. like, and this was like at the beginning of plastic surgery. Yeah. Where, well, I mean, we've seen Madonna. It's like they still haven't perfected it. it um, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. There's not one person you can look at and say, oh, they've nailed plastic surgery. You see all these pictures of all okay. these people, both men and women, have just have horrendous pla- plastic surgery.
2: And, yeah, I, no, and everybody's absolutely. thinking, well, it's going to be different with me. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, I, they, it doesn't matter what technique you still get old, and yes. whenever your skin starts to move a little bit, you—it just—it reveals all of that. You can see it in so many actors uh, or actresses these days. It's just like as they grow older, you can start seeing between the lines, as it were. I can only imagine in the seventies. And I'm not talking—you know—if you get a... if you.
1: That... Get your nose bobbed or maybe like a little chin tuck. That's one thing. But these people just go all out. It's never. You see, uh,
2: there's a moment uh, when we first meet Rob Lowe and he's giving them um, kind of like a referral of their surgeries. And um, before the end of the scene, he takes a sip of his drink, but his mouth barely moves. Mm. (laughs) And he just like sits there motionless. Uh, you uh, you know you you're half expected to come dribbling out right. the corners of them, uh, but he he plays it so well, and we all know like Rob Lowe is already very naturally a very uh, attractive man, you know. And
1: uh, I did a podcast earlier today about Wayne's World, and Rob Lowe was in that. And Rob Lowe is one of the, it's like I hate the fact that he's so good looking and he's also <laughs> so funny. It was like yeah. you can't
2: have both, but he does. I don't know when he pops up in some like dramatic stuff. I don't know what would would you call this? I don't know. This is basically like a biopic, it's like a, a drama.
1: Yeah, but,
2: but he is funny in it.
1: Yes, he's like the comic relief in here. Yeah, absolutely. In the movie, him and Dan Aykroyd are both. Well, there's a lot of comedians in this movie, stand-up yeah. comedians. Like one of uh, Liberace's, I don't know, handlers is a is a comic named. Uh, um, Ah, uh, Tom Papa, who's very funny. Uh, Paul Reiser is in here as uh, as Papa. Scott's lawyer. Uh, there's um, um, uh, oh, there's another one mm. I can't think of his name, but there's a lot of stand-ups in this movie doing small roles and not being funny, and and, and I mean not intentionally not being funny. Right, but not in like a negative way. No, but no, not yeah, playing,
2: not yeah, playing their roles. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware. Uh, I, I'm not familiar with Tom Papa, but I, I recognize him in the movie now. Um, yeah, he was like, like, yeah, one of Lee's assistants. But yeah, it's a, stack, it's a pretty stacked cast. And this was also when Steven Soderbergh had kind of like semi retired from making films. And then he came back and did this, and it was like a huge success. And I don't know. And it, it was like an HBO movie. So it didn't really have a theatrical run. It did in but,
1: your it did in Europe. They didn't release yeah. it
2: in the States because they said it was too gay. I
1: it mean, sa- it said people will not come to this. But this was after Brokeback Mountain. Right. Yeah. I mean, 10 years almost. Yes. There are some uh, graphic sex scenes between Michael Douglas and Matt Damon. That just proves to me what good
2: actors they are. Uh, they really put themselves out there in this. Yeah. Matt Damon, like you said, is like cut, like really cut. And he was like 40-something when he did this. 42, and, I believe. Yeah. And he he's uh, walking around in these tight speedos. And then, like you were saying, like there's a scene of them in a the hot tub together and several several scenes of them in a hot tub together. In a hot tub yeah you're right <laughs> and then just like uh like you said there's a lot of uh sex going on too so it's um yeah they really throw themselves out there for it um so and uh, it's what really sells the movie is there. On screen chemistry, if you can call it that, I guess they feel like a couple,
1: like any couple, whether it be gay or straight. There's totally. there's casual flirting between them. They have these little fights, they have these little tiffs, and then there's these tender moments where, like, there's a scene where Matt Damon is lying on his legs are on Liberace uh, on Michael Douglas's
2: lap, and he's stroking his legs. That's like what any couple would do, right? Michael Douglas getting him to look more like him through yeah. plastic surgery. Um, And then, don't yeah, there's a scene later on where uh, he wants to adopt him.
1: Yes, he wants to adopt him (laughs) because he's like, I want to be everything to you. I want to be your friend, your father, your lover. And it's just really this is one of the and it also puts out there how famous people and rich people are really on another planet sometimes when it comes to stuff. It's just this stuff yeah. that regular people like me and you don't even think about. No, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> it's also established that Liberace also has a a way where he will he will take on a protege and then yeah. after a couple years dump that protege for somebody younger. Right.
2: Um, so yeah. You, it, you see that?
1: You see it, the cycle. You see that set up through the film. Yeah. Because. When he takes Matt Damon in, he has to let go of his other protege. And then right. later in the movie, we see, as you said, Matt Damon is going to be asked to leave because another another person has moved in. However, what strikes me funny is in real life. This their relationship lasted five years. They met when he was 18. Yeah. So that only, that means he's only 23 and, like, oh, 23 man. was too old for Liberace, you
2: know? <laughs> That's- yeah, it's like a regular uh, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio situation. Yeah, yes. um, yeah and, and you, you you start seeing uh, Liberace kind of coming up with excuses. I don't know. I guess it's like um, just like a domino effect. He gets Matt Damon on these pills, the quote-unquote California diet prescribed by uh, Rob Lowe which kind of makes him paranoid and. Right, and it's like, and Rob Lowe
1: is like, yeah, totally, uh, these pills, totally safe, totally unaddictive, yeah, they're fine, they're fine. <laughs> <It's>,
2: <laughs> yeah, and then it, it's like something like you lose 15 pounds in four weeks or something outrageous. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a very uh, manipulative um, cycle, I guess. Of, yeah. I mean, the- obviously they're both taking advantage of the other.
1: Yes. Um, because there is a scene like when Matt Damon shows up, he's cut. And then we see that he's been with Liberace for a couple of years and they show some where he has put on weight and let himself go. Yeah. And then Liberace is like, no, 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 we're not letting that happen. And then that's <laughs> when he gets on the pills to he's going to lose weight and redo his face. One thing I liked about it was the makeup is after the surgery were like Matt Damon's cheeks were shiny, and I guess that was from the cheek implants, yes, and I just really like that that's he's got to live with that for the rest of his life
2: and like, this ridiculous dimple yeah yeah, <laughs> chin that protrudes from his from his face. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. it's uh, that that is such a, a drastic reconstruction for him. And yeah, like you said, he's got to live with that uh, the thin of fat, you know. Yes, thinner fat. That's that.
1: Well, he says that that in in the film when he feels that Liberace is, you know, going to get rid of him. He's like, he took everything. He even took my fucking face. It was like, I think if we follow, because this is based on a book that Scott wrote. If we, I think he was taking advantage of Liberace, but I also think he did love Liberace. I'm
2: not, I didn't do a lot of research about it, but, you know, when you live with somebody for that long, you know, and that intimate obviously and again as far as like even adopting him yeah I think there there's still some sincerity there uh they're obviously very jealous of one another um one another's time but it just obviously uh as time goes on they're unable to reconcile that and obviously Liberace is somebody who he kind of chases after young men yeah and
1: and would have no trouble well i guess scott wouldn't i mean he was a good-looking gay man so he wouldn't had any trouble getting uh, there's a uh, a bisexual bisexual i was just gonna say that yeah he's bisexual yeah he keeps reminding him and then michael douglas has one of the great lines in the movie it's like well where's the side that likes women because i haven't seen that
2: (laughs) yeah exactly man yeah the it's a great script um, but they're are like tons of little one-liners like that. But I love. I'm trying to look some up right now. Well,
1: it's but, yeah, and they do play up the scene where Matt Damon Scott will not let Liberace have sex with him. He, you know he won't he won't take it from Liberace. He can only give it to Liberace. And yeah. they have a scene where he confronts that. He says, "I find that gross. disgusting so, or gross or yeah. something." And and Liberace naturally is, of you know, offended. He's like, you think I'm gross? He goes, no, he's like, it's, it's that weird thinking. It's like me giving it to you is fine, but you giving it to me is gross. Right. And it's so almost
2: I- like a admission of, uh, of guilt. Like he, he just does not want to admit that he's gay.
1: Yes. Maybe maybe like
2: bisexual is just his way of getting through life. And I, you know, I'm sure that was just kind of like defense mechanism that just came uh, from the time, you know, Mm -hmm. because it was I mean, and granted, they live in L.A. uh, They were in Vegas. They were in Vegas. Oh, Vegas. That's right. You're right. Uh, But he was was he worked on like a film set or something.
1: Yes, uh, he was beginning. a dog handler or something on yeah, the film set. yeah, He he was yeah, he lived in
2: Los he lived in Los Angeles and then right. they went and saw Liberace went in Vegas and then he Vegas. moved in. And because, in, in Vegas um, you know anything goes in yeah. Vegas so because it's set up that Scott lives with his foster parents Right. Which is
1: mm-hmm. odd because he's only supposed to be eighteen in the movie, but he's right. forty-two. So this it's like he's the same age as his foster parents. Which yeah. so that, you know, you gotta suspend your disbelief there, because technically in the movie yeah. he's eighteen. He would still yeah.
2: be safe with his They parents. definitely do a good job of making him look younger, especially at the beginning of the movie. Um I w eighteen, no. No, no, uh, he can't maybe uh, maybe he passes, passes for thirty or something, thirty plus. Because I, mean, I thought it was
1: weird. It was because before I looked up that he was supposed to be playing an eighteen-year-old. I'm like, why yeah. is he
2: still with his, you know, his foster parents? But, but maybe that was like a situation that he was just clinging on to, I guess. Kind of like he does with Liberace mm-hmm. eventually. But um, well, Liberace also he did the
1: same thing that Elvis did. Elvis would have his what the the, the Memphis Mafia. He would have people around him. But he wouldn't pay them. He wouldn't give them money. He would give them gifts, and Uh, he would, you know, he'd stay with, you know, he'd pay for everything, but he'd never give them money. Right. So these people were dependent on Elvis, such as these people were dependent on Liberace, like Scott was. He wasn't getting a salary, but Liberace was giving him gifts like rings and jewelry. And a livelihood.
2: So he, oh. And a livelihood. Like, because yeah, a, you get to live in his luxurious apartment. And all you have to do is, like, a couple of shows a day and fuck Liberace, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but but, uh, but he
1: makes it where you can't do anything on your own. Exactly. Which is yeah. what
2: Elvis did.
1: Because there's a scene, like, what happens is not only does uh, Matt Damon get addicted to the diet pills, right. he also starts doing cocaine. Right, right. And so he has to pay these people with his jewelry because there's like a montage where whenever he pays somebody, they give like Liberation gave him all these rings and you see his jewelry box at the beginning of the movie and it's full. And as the movie goes along, the the, the jewelry box gets emptier and emptier. And there is a very, very funny scene. Once again, Rob Lowe. Like he gives him the prescription for the pills and Matt Damon gives him a ring and he goes, oh, what the hell is this? Are you proposing? And he goes, <laughs> and he goes no, Liberace won't give me any money. So I'm, so I'm paying people with my rings and jewelry.
2: I can only imagine just like how much. And it's like it's not like a, a set amount. It's just like, here, this ring. Could be worth millions, but <laughs> yes. take it anyway. I need. To take, yeah, he's he's not getting change back for his rings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it becomes ahead.
1: apparent later in the movie where actually Matt Damon actually sues after Liberace kicks him out. He's suing Liberace. Right. And they break it down. It's like, okay, what's going to happen is you're going to get two cars and seventy five thousand dollars, and you get to keep all the jewelry.
2: And he's like, I don't case. have
1: any jewelry. And he's like, well, what happened to all the jewelry? He's like, I had to sell it for legal. It's like he's lying yeah. because, once again, what Liberace did, he would he would pay people, he would pay his ex-lovers just to go away.
2: Yeah, I, and you see that earlier on, too, when Dan Aykroyd is settling up with the um, uh, the, <laughs> for lack of a better word, the butler earlier on. Uh, when Matt Damon first moves in, and he, uh, they're talking about having a sandwich, or like he brings him a sandwich, and uh, Matt Damon's just like, "Oh, you didn't bring me such and such." So like, here's how you didn't it's bring gonna me a, you didn't bring me my fresca. You didn't bring my fresca. Yeah, fresca. fresca. <laughs> and um, the guy's just like, "Like this is how it's gonna go. He, you know, he's gonna keep you around for a bit, and then he's gonna get bored of you, and then he's just gonna find a way to get rid of you." He made you a pesto panini.
0: Oh, did you, uh, did you bring my fresco? What? Here's what's gonna happen, you listening? You think you're so hot and sexy with your hard ass and that bisexual bullshit. You know how many there have been? Bobby, Hans, Chase Oh and some country boy stripper who was so dumb He wore his g-string backwards He got rid of all of them But I'm still here And one day Lee is going to call Seymour And he's going to tell him to get rid of
2: you All Matt Damon has to do In that moment is complain to Liberace <coughs> And then yeah Dan Aykroyd settles up With a nice check mm. And sets them on their way Because I guess they have to uh, maintain That public Persona, and I'm sure Bat Butler has seen a lot of stuff go in and out of that Mm -hmm. house. So, yeah, uh, Dan
1: Aykroyd is not only his manager, he's also his fixer in this movie. If he needs that, he goes to Dan Aykroyd.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, and I'm sure same with Elvis. It's such a common thing back then.
1: Yeah, Elvis had Colonel Tom Parker Mm -hmm. to
2: take care of his stuff. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: What I like about this movie is neither Liberace or Scott, they're neither completely right all the time or they're completely wrong all the time. Because there's a scene where Matt Damon, where his foster mother dies and he has to fly back to Los Angeles. And while he's gone, while Matt Damon is gone for his foster mother's funeral, Liberace invites another young man and has, you know, has relations with him. So he's having relations with another man while his current boyfriend is at the funeral of his stepmom or foster mom.
2: Yeah, waiting for him to get out of the house for a bit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they essentially just move him out right then and there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when he comes back, he finds out, and he starts wrecking the place. And that's when he calls right. Dan Aykroyd, and Dan Aykroyd calls a couple of big guys. He's like, okay, we want <laughs> we want him removed from the house. <laughs> right.
2: And he's like threatening them with like a gold statue or whatever. Uh, and he's trying to run off with as much as he can as far as all of his belongings. Like you said, he's trying to take his jewelry, but it's all gone. You yeah. Know? And, and he's got a uh, couple
1: of fur coats. Liberate. Once he gets them out of the house, like they pack all of his stuff in like four garbage bags and it's just thrown outside where he has to go. Pick. And he's now he's living with his drug dealer
2: friend. His <laughs> friend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just, just becoming increasingly paranoid. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess it, it turns into a legal battle. Or, like you said, he sued him, right?
1: Right. He um, sued him, and he got he 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 didn't get a lot. He only got like seventy five thousand. dollars Well, I guess seventy five thousand dollars for nineteen eighty. But I mean, lot, it's nowhere. Yeah. It's nowhere near what he well, was living with when he was with Liberace, nowhere near all, any of
2: that. So Right. And it's obviously, like, it's clear that he's an addict and he, I'm sure, blows through yeah, He'll sometimes. burn through that. Subject because we,
1: after Liberace has kicked him out, we see it, he's working in, like, a, a Kinko's or a FedEx. like Right, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, back at, like, in a uniform and everything.
1: Yeah, name tag, the whole schmear. Right. Like a year later, he was driving Liberace on stage in Vegas in front of thousands of fans, and now he's... in like a
2: diamond suit. Yes, and, uh, I I did think it was funny how even you know still being um, uh, you know Liberace's protege or whatever, uh, off stage he still was selling the merchandise uh, in the lobby. Yes, um, and I would see so it's like he he still did technically have a job. So not to be getting paid, I guess, but he was like, yeah, just living off the spoils, I guess. And uh, Uh, the one thing that I really liked is, yeah, when they were
1: they were in the uh, room with all the lawyers and Liberace basically says he was just an employee. And you could see the hurt in Matt Damon's eyes when he just says that. And and he has to say that because once again, at this point, they're still trying to cover up the fact that he is gay. So that's what the money is for, and I believe there was a, a non there was a non disclosure order too. It's like yeah. you, you know, w- once you get the settlement, you have to sign this, and if you if you break it, whatever, we'll because sue you, yeah, yeah, they're going to sue you. And because what's really funny is after he kicks him out, there's a Liberace put out a book, and it's talking about all of his female conquests. It's like, oh, cool. well, when I was younger, I love because at, in the story, he says that he lost his virginity to a Green Bay Packer. It's like he was, playing, he was playing in a saloon and this big, green, you know, in somewhere and this great big football player played for the Green Bay Packers. He goes, I lost my virginity to a Green Bay Packer. And in the <laughs> book, I believe it was like Kim Novak. I, I think I, I've got the name wrong. But in the book, it's like a totally different story where he lost his virginity to an older starlet. So defiant to the end, I guess.
2: was Yes. Well, it,
1: defiant beyond the end. He, in the movie, we see where he dies of AIDS, and that was a great makeup, that make because Michael Douglas looked awful, which he was supposed yeah,
2: to, right. die of AIDS. Literally, yeah, on his way out, yeah.
1: And um, after he dies, the death certificate said he died of heart failure, but for yeah. some reason they disputed it, and Dan Aykroyd, who, a great friend, even, even after he died, he still...
2: Maintain, that maintaining.
1: He was, it's like I don't know why this is happening. He died of heart failure. From what I gather, he's like the kind of guy you'd want in your corner. He he's he stuck with him even after death. He's like right. I don't know why this. Uh, we we have to, uh, you know, talk about this. He died of heart failure, but then they did another autopsy, and then it came out that he died of complications of AIDS.
2: Right. Because
1: there's a very subtle thing in the movie where Matt Damon is. After he gets done looking at the book, you see this headline in the paper of Rock Hudson, who died of AIDS.
2: And right, Rock Hudson, yeah.
1: the first big name to die of AIDS. Right. And um, that and was, then like, was publicly
2: yes. known anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. To And didn't he actually, like, he was actually married, Liberace, to a woman? Was he not? Did he? I... He had I a wife at some point. He might have, uh, because a lot, of,
1: a lot of stars who were gay had wives. You know, they, they tried as, to be straight. <laughs> right, as uh, covers, I guess.
2: Sorry, I was trying to look it up.
1: Yeah. I'm, I, I don't think he ever got married. I think he was just
2: known as this freewheeling Hollywood bachelor. It's coming up as Judy Garland, but that... Judy Garland? Yeah, that doesn't seem, it seem right. Maybe that's a different Liberace. What's his name? His first name, or was it just legally changed to Liberace? I, I have no idea.
1: But, but yeah, as, he,
2: yeah. But as like as
1: popular as Liberace, there even Bugs Bunny. There's a cartoon where Bugs Bunny is imitating Liberace. So that's how big. Like he was in the Warner Brother cartoons back in the you know like in the like 40s and 50s. Liberace was a phenomenon for yeah. his entire
2: life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did. He did musical tours, right? All oh, around. yeah, yeah.
1: And he appeared in movies. And t- he was he was really big as guest stars on television shows. Like in the 70s, when the variety show was king, the 60s and 70s, everybody had a variety show. And Liberace was always a guest
2: on those, Just playing the piano. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they show, yeah, they show clips of that What That's what leads him to get that uh, surgery. Yes, he, he sees himself
1: on Johnny Carson. He's like, oh, my God, I look like Carson. my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the makeup and the technical effects in here, because after the plastic surgery, Michael Douglas's face does look better. And back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does, but there's yeah. a scene where you see Liberace, Michael Douglas playing the piano, and what they did was they put Michael Douglas's head on another piano player's body, so it looked like you know when when he's doing his Liberace stuff
2: yeah I'm like
1: because yeah. I looked I go, did Michael Douglas learn how to play the pe-? he didn't. he that, that was all technically done. So it's a right. technically superior film as well. very technically well done. yeah, absolutely.
2: a little a little bit of cinema trickery. yeah, a magic, little ma- a little magic there. yeah, yeah. it's really spot on. I really like that musical sequence at the beginning too, when we first meet him, uh, where he's uh, playing to the audience, uh, yes, and doing that. Blanky on the name of the song now But he gets the audience's uh, involvement With the men, the women And then his mother, I guess, in the crowd Yeah, and uh,
1: his mother Is played by Debbie Reynolds She was uh, Carrie Fisher's mother Yeah, was that really her? Yeah, that was really her
2: Oh, that's crazy, I didn't even
1: realize that During the movie His mother dies Right And it's like they go to the funeral and then there's a there's like a quiet scene at home,
2: man. And I Matt like da- yeah, and Matt, <laughs>
1: and uh, Matt Damon goes to you know he's like oh are you okay and and Liberace just goes I'm free now. Yeah. I so because I I guess he was
2: still hiding it from his mother. It was or yeah, I, I'm sure. And she also seems like you get you get this impression that she's a little. Uh, Well, she's definitely gotten used to that uh, that lifestyle as well, Uh, like she's playing that slot machine. Yes,
1: she's playing a slot machine in Liberace's house, and she hits the jackpot and no money comes out, and she's like, where's my money?
2: And she's like, oh, well, you could just write me a check, you know, (laughs) not letting it slide or not contented with, you know, her way of life whatsoever because um,
1: there's a scene earlier where he's talking to his mother and she's i i, I and she's guilting him it's like yeah. i i i just want to spend more time with you
2: but i know how busy you are and and because he has and, siblings too that he's trying to get her to go back to or something right. like that yeah um
1: i think yeah i think it's implied that she was sort of on the gravy train as well plus being an overbearing mother it was like yeah, it, yeah, it was a bit of a relief that that she was gone,
2: and yeah, she she was that um, Catholic presence. Yes, uh, in the house that I'm sure kind of held him back from his more uh, so from his social life, at least in front of her, anyway. Well, and
1: it's also made clear in this movie that Liberace was a very, very religious man. He believed in God, and he maintained that throughout. So that's got to play devil with your psychic so to speak it's like you're you're this gay man but you're catholic and being gay is a, a giant sin in the catholic church so that's got to be right. you know wrecking havoc with you that's something he's got to live with so yeah
2: well it's kind of like that deny of the yeah the but i don't know just yeah it, just pretending like it that wasn't the case the whole time kind of like scott's denial about his sexuality as well, Uh, is, like I said, it's like an admittance of guilt. So they just don't acknowledge it, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, whenever he's like, oh, I like women too. It's like, oh, yeah, I love women, you know? And, uh, yeah, to, especially to have your, you know, presumably religious mother hanging around um, kind of just keeps. I don't know a certain uh, formality about it. I guess for him, despite how flamboyant he clearly was, but she and, took that as like his his act, yeah, his showmanship. I guess as a piano. That's what a lot of people did. It's showmanship and just
1: yeah. and if Liberace was alive today, and he could never hide all, he could never hide any of that if he was no. around today. So because there's a scene where they go out to this gay sex parlor and yeah. It was like if he did that there'd be
2: cameras and there'd be people with phones and Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't be a you would not have any deniability there.
1: Nowadays, he'd be more accepted as a gay man. However, I oh, yeah. think I think the fact that he was trying to hide that he was gay, like I said, it's it's inner it's you know, it, the inner conflict with him. Right. With
2: being gay. He obviously gets by okay, gay or has been. Yeah. He just gets to churn out young men. Yes. <laughs> and then have and that's Dan, true. It's Dan, like, Dan Aykroyd
1: dumping. Well, I like the fact, like for the longest part, the the houseboy. it was like he he wouldn't have sex with Liberace because he knew better. It's like, I'll be around longer if, you know, you guys will be here and gone, but I'll be around yeah. longer if I just do my job and, and not sleep with the boss. He
2: just struts his his stuff. Yes, around. <laughs> yeah, probably has to dress that dress up a little bit. But that's it. Yeah, but yeah, like in that scenario, obviously he had been around longer. You got to keep the status quo mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, absolutely. Before he gets bored of you,
1: but because you can see that, yeah, you can see like during the film. Uh, Matt Damon would playfully call Liberace an old queen. What's the matter with you, you old queen?
2: Yeah. And exactly. Liberace would,
1: you know, would just laugh it off. And But when he got tired of it, he goes, what's the matter with them, you old queen? And he's like, who do you think you're talking to? It's like, I don't, okay. it's like a, yeah, it's like a complete switch.
2: The, and the movie moves pretty quickly.
1: But it's an it, hour, it 45
2: a good, minute movie, and it clips yeah. along pretty well. It does, uh, but yeah, it's like you you get you get a feel of the the place, the time, the the situation, and just the 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 uh, mutual attraction at first. It just goes through the 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 rise and the fall, as it were, um, of Matt Damon's character through through that. And but it, it's got a rapid pace, but does a really good job of establishing everything uh you know you get you get the full sense of what's going on at all times. Um and yeah, like it just you you get you there's that tipping point where he starts being catty or they start being catty with one another. Mm-hmm. Um and, and like you were saying, like they're even after spending five years together, they're still bickering about sex and stuff like that. And then yeah, you can just tell that I don't know. Liberace likes to poke and prod to get what he wants. As far as yes, you know, he was. Like, uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, no, Liberace I'll, was definitely a manipulator. A here, yeah. yeah, I'll start a fight here. So, but I have a reason to storm off or not talk to you. Start talking to other people. In fact, no, Liberace was
1: very passive aggressive. Uh, yeah. According according to this book, according to the book, according to the movie, he was very yeah. passive aggressive. He, like I said, he would always have uh, Dan Aykroyd or the, the, the housekeeper, if there was something that he wanted done that he didn't want to do, he would always have somebody else do it right I don't think from what I gather from watching the movie, I don't think he ever broke up with any of those men face to face he it would always done business like Dan Acker would come in with a check
2: and just say okay you you're, you're leaving, you're out of here, you're gone so right and then when he when he when he is face to face with them or uh, in the case of the movie where uh, that scene you were referring to earlier where they You know, in the room full of lawyers, but he's like completely cold towards him, and yeah, like complete, completely free of emotion. But it is, it is interesting, and I don't know, you know, if it's true or not. It could have, you know, I haven't read the book, but if they, uh, if Liberace, uh, Liberace actually uh, called him like when he was, you know getting close to death. Um, and, you know, they actually had that one last uh, meeting, I guess. Yeah. Together. So
1: at the end when he's dying, he calls Scott up. And, yeah. And he's concerned about Scott having AIDS. And he's like, no, I've been to the doctor. I'm, I'm good. I'm clear. Everything's good. Right. And he's like, would you come... And once again, I don't know, like you said, I don't know if that happened or if that was just Scott romanticizing.
2: Right. Or the or the movie itself. Yeah. Or the movie. That. Yeah. I mean, that is, well. He, whether so it happened or not, is... that
1: is a great scene. And that is a great. Oh, and, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's terrific. Uh, uh, from both of them, really. Yeah. But Michael Douglas really, <laughs> really looks like he's dying. I don't want you to touch me.
0: Still, you okay? So glad. Seymour got a story out. I just need to rest. He worked so hard for me. would i debate
2: Uh, but he plays it really well. And then, yeah, there's that uh, kind of um, uh, fantasy-like funeral where he pictures him. And I, I, I did look this up. Is uh, at one point in Le- Liberace's routines, he did start like doing this—the uh, wings, uh, where he would fly onto the stage or be lowered down onto the stage, and would have these jo- big, elaborate wings looking like an angel. Uh, and I thought the putting that at his funeral was very, uh, very striking and very uh, moving, you know, uh, very. And again, like Michael, Michael Douglas plays it so well. He was uh, 68 when this movie
1: and he, he moves around, he gets around for a 68 year old. I mean, well, he just, he just, start, he's just an ant man that just came out. So he's still,
2: yeah, it, it, no, it's still kicking.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh and his dad kirk douglas were was friends with Liberace.
2: oh really yeah that's hilarious so he he had some personal insight too i guess yeah Yeah. because he died in the 80s right it was 87 or something yeah he died in the 80s yeah 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 so yeah michael douglas yeah uh or rather kirk douglas sorry uh yeah that's crazy um I guess uh, yeah, definitely makes it more personal for for him. Uh, but originally, you told me that Michael Douglas was going to play Liberace. I just wouldn't have imagined that. And I like like we discussed earlier. I didn't know a whole lot about Liberace, but Liberace, his flamboyancy—it was all synony- synonymous with his like actual profession. You just kind of you hear about Li- Liberace is like, oh yeah, the the gay pianist uh, the gay
1: piano player yeah yeah
2: exactly as far as like um how he presented himself he's very similar to like elton john um obviously different styles of music but uh that's what i thought of because like obviously elton john uh throughout his career had these iconic um costumes that he would wear on stage and stuff um for different events and uh, yeah sorry go ahead it's
1: funny that you say that because i was talking about how all comedians had like a liberace impression sctv it was a sketch show and there is actually a sketch of dueling pianos between liberace and elton john it's dave thomas and rick moranis the mckenzie brothers not playing the mckenzie brothers but they're right. playing those characters and doing the dueling pianos between oh that's them. cool
2: yeah that would have been cool to see in real life too you know uh, Elton and Liberace go at it, or did they? They didn't. I don't believe so. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, uh, yeah. That, that, that's how how well Michael Douglas portrays him. He, it's just kind of, he kind of sinks himself into that role. Yeah, and he gives him respect,
1: and that's yeah, the like the most you said, important part. He, not, he 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 respects parody. the
2: character. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And same with Matt Damon too. I feel like it's a it's a really good on screen. That's why I was so, um, I don't know, I was uh, adamant that you guys checked it out. I mean, obviously for Dan Aykroyd, but personally, I think it's really, like, it's a good movie, and it's so short, too. That's why I thought Miguel would like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Miguel likes a good short film, Um, and it's on HBO, so uh, I just thought, you know, it'd be a good one for the books. Um, and like I said, you you get a pretty solid Dan Aykroyd appearance. So um that isn't uh, like the comedies that we've, at least me and Miguel have done recently with you.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a different change of pace. I enjoyed the movie, and I believe it's a, and you enjoyed the movie as well. You recommended it, so yeah, yeah, actually, we're going to give the movie, times. yeah, yeah, we're going right. to give the movies a, a thumbs up here. And um, we're, we're almost done here. So uh, I know you and Miguel have a podcast, Eddie. Uh, so what's your podcast? Where can we yes, find it? All that.
2: we Punch Drunk Nerd. Uh, we do it with our friend Luis. Um, we do it once once a week. We're just talking about, uh, you know, like movies, TVs, video games, just kind of nerdy stuff like that. It's really just us ranting about this, that, and the other uh, and have fun doing it um so you can find it on basically anywhere you get your podcast uh spotify apple uh itunes or whatever um and then also on youtube um so yeah uh look us up and uh obviously we'll uh be tagging you scott when whenever you drop this episode um i'll have to I'm, i'm i'm gonna nag at miguel to I don't know if he did get around to watching this movie, but I think he should watch it. I think he would enjoy it, actually. So I'm going to keep poking him about that. Yes. Get his get his opinion on it.
1: <laughs> All right. That's it. That's been another episode of the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Eddie, thank you for doing this. And we'll see everyone here you. next time.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Scott. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please
1: give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast.
0: In the waters of baptism, Liberace died with Christ and rose with him to a new life. May he now share with him in eternal glory. Let us pray. dream, to be better far than you are, to try when your arms are too weary to reach an unreachable star. This is my quest, to follow that star, no matter how hopeless How far, to be willing to give when there's no more to give, to be willing to die so that honor and justice may live.
2: Been a the streams media
0: podcast.
1: Now I understand the studios didn't want to handle this, right? HBO did it, but the studios didn't. Well, in, in Mr. Soderbergh's words, uh, they took it to executives at some of the at some of the major uh, distributors, the major studios, the ones that we used to know as the Seven Sisters, and uh, there were some people there that said, "No, it's just it's too gay." Well. If I were an executive sitting there at a major studio, and someone came to me with the story of this incredible, flamboyant, wonderful entertainer and his life and loves, or another Hitman Assassin movie, would I make the gay movie or would I make the Hitman Assassin movie? I, I would make. I think they goofed. Yeah, I, I think I think what happened then was um, HBO uh, Television got it, and it's so great from what I've heard and seen, and uh, and and people will see. Uh, that even if HBO Features might have wanted to put it out as an American release, the guys at the TV department at HBO are probably going, this is going to be a big rating success for us. We're not letting this go.